Welcome to the My Clients Could Be My Mom podcast. I'm your host and spiritual business mentor, Zali Hankinson. Each week, you'll learn how to up-level your mindset, connect deeply to your soul, and learn authentic business strategy combined with unique spiritual tools to help you follow your purpose and make money at it. Let's jump right in. So hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Clients Could Be My Mom podcast. So today I have my first guest speaker, and this is Robin Thomas, who is from Phoenix Rising. So Robin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself. Me, I am a happiness coach and um, a lifelong learner and study of um, personal development. I sort of just enjoy collecting certificates and degrees, and I have a, I have a lot of them. The only thing I don't have is an X. So if anybody could find it, find find me a certification with an X in it, I would be pretty happy. Um, I have been doing this sort of deep dive personal journey for the past almost twenty years. Um, <clears throat> And it was really always in search of like figuring out what was wrong with me. Like if someone would just tell me what was wrong with me, I would, I would fix it. Right. But just tell me what was wrong with me. And then eventually I realized, wow, there was nothing wrong with me. And then eventually, and then, you know, doing this work and doing this work, I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty cool. And I, that feeling, that feeling of like being home, being comfortable in myself, I was like, oh, you know what? People need this. People, people need to feel this feeling and so that so the past you know five or six years of my of my career have been really like promoting and and it calling people forward to to be their their most amazing their most amazing self so so nowadays I call myself a happiness coach and what I'm really focusing on is is teaching women how to fall in love with themselves how to really embrace the whole of who they they are and and bring that to the table bring that to relationships bring that to the table bring that to your work bring that to bring that amazing person that you are and you are just because you were born right so so I've been just sort of really calling people forward to that that beautiful place inside of them that's just that true knowing and I there's not even I can't even imagine doing anything else that would be more rewarding than this job Well, it's interesting you bring up the point of like seeing that other people would say or they'd say something about you that you need to fix and it would be wrong with yourself. Because I had a similar experience with that when I was working with traditional therapists like talk therapy, where it would be that, you know, I could kind of tell they're like searching for a certain issue and searching for a certain kind of answer. And I was like, yeah, you're just looking at me like there's something wrong with me rather than I have some cool stuff. How do we bring that out? It's interesting that you mentioned that. You know, and I think I love, I mean, I did years of therapy. I love therapy. I really think there's a, there's a huge benefit in actually going into the, the, the wounding in childhood and, and really sort of making peace with it. Because I think you can't, you can't get to happiness until you can make peace with everything that ever happened. It's just my focus is it didn't happen to you. It's not something you have to heal from. It happened for you. And you just have to clear out all the, the BS that got in the way of you, of you, of you claiming that power. So yeah, I love that distinction. So, okay. So with that one, okay. So the things happen for you. So I've had, I've had this, I had, I did put this as a post in my Facebook group one day, things happen for you. There was a pretty mixed response about whether people agreed with it or not. So for the people that usually disagreed, I think it was because they still hold on to some kind of hurt and pain from it. So is that something you think contributes to how we perceptualize that of two versus for us? 
Absolutely. 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 I mean, that's the big, that's the thing, right? If, if life, if life is unfair or life is happening to you, you're a victim, right? It means you're powerless. You don't have any control over things. Life just happens and you're just sort of the hapless victim of, of all of that. Right. And then it, it's disempowering and, and it's, and it's a feeling of like, lack of control which then creates us we want to try to control everything right that's that's what creates that anxiety because you never know what's going to happen and you try to plan for all these things and and you know why me sort of thing and if life is happening for you just that shift just that perspective you can if you can say well if life is always happening for me what is this here to teach me what do I need to learn from this how do I grow from this experience because I I mean I I really believe that life is only ever an opportunity for joy which great marinate in life and flow and it's beautiful or an opportunity for growth if it's an opportunity for growth then then your your job is to grow right victims are dead so 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 life has never happened for you your your chance of survival has been a hundred percent of your worst days ever so far and i would bet if people sat and spent a little bit of time looking at the things in their lives that they that that they say happened to them you can find that something changed because of it it made you a stronger person it made you a more compassionate person it made you more right it it, whatever happened it happened so that you could grow into like this amazing human person does that make sense yeah that makes good sense so okay so you mentioned with like a anxiety part of the source of anxiety comes from a lack of control so I have a few people in my life that believe that when they have control that's when they have less anxiety so how does that contribute where if you do lack control, everything becomes anxious and how do you kind of switch that pattern where you get out of that cycle? You know, if all of your effort and energy and attention is spent trying to prevent something to happen, you don't have a ton of bandwidth for anything else, right? So you have the illusion of control but then life will happen. Life will hand you a basket of lemons and it, and it maxes you out because it's not something you can, you can't like, you know, there's a, what the famous saying is, you know, woman or man plans and God laughs, right? Like you, you, we can't, life is unpredictable. Life is always going to be handing us lemons, right? So, so if you're spending all of your time and effort and, and all of your bandwidth trying to prevent something, you're creating situations. First of all, you're creating the situation that you're afraid of. If you're totally, if you're, all of your energy is focused on what you don't want to happen, that is the exact thing that you're bringing to yourself over and over and over again, because your energy goes where your attention goes. So, so if you're constantly in fear about, please don't let that happen, the universe doesn't understand the not. So it's like, oh, you want more of that? Fantastic. Look at what we're hearing for you. And you, you can't, you can't predict that. So, but, but the illusion of control is really powerful because it's almost always in service of, we don't want to feel something. I will never feel that again. So I'm going to make sure I take care of all of these little things so that I don't feel that. But the reality is, if you were, if you allowed that feeling up, if you allowed yourself to really feel that feeling, you could get to the other side of it and then it wouldn't be ruling your life anymore. You would really have this like appreciation for everything. So then it doesn't matter what comes at you. 
you're like, okay, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel this because man, life is sometimes hard and you feel it, man, you feel it, but then you can move forward past it and you can be stronger because of it. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like this is this is resonating a lot because my boyfriend falls into this trap a lot of the time. Right. Where he's just avoiding feeling something and the control is like, I need to do this. Do you think this relates a lot to say workaholics? I, you know, I think it relates a lot to anybody with any sort of like we got really really addicted to being busy we got real we had like humanity we like life like the, the, the if the virus if the, if the shutdown taught us anything it was that like people couldn't function when they didn't have the busyness of like life right so yeah i think workaholics are are, are avoiding i think i think anybody with any kind of like I mean, obviously addiction, addiction, addiction is, is, is totally avoiding, but like, I think when you're, when you're so fo like, like so focused on the external, it, it's like, you're never home. You're never home. If you're never home, then you're not, you're not able to be present in life. You're not able to be present. So it's not, you're, you're not present in relationships. You're not present in, you know, even in work, nothing's ever good enough. So you have to keep doing it because nothing's ever good enough. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Well, okay. Cause that makes me think about money. Cause that's another thing is like with money, it's like, okay, well we have so now and it before, if you look back at it two years ago, like, yes, this is enough. But then if you look at it at that point in time when you're at now, it's like, no, 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 no. Like I need more. I need to keep going and going and going. Right. I need that security. I need that. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? We can't, we can't do that because what if, right? Like, yes. Yeah. The, the, the law of attraction with money. It's like, I, there is such a, a like life is always going to be like, it's either going to be in a constriction space or it's going to be an expansion, right? That's how it's the universe. The universe, we breathe that way. The universe works that way. It's always constricting and expanding. And in the, in the constriction times, if you're, if you're terrified of what might happen and you're holding on to, now you're sending, you're creating a lack. You're creating a sense of, I don't have enough. And so you have to, so there's that fear. Again, there's that fear, there's anxiety. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And you get like hit with, you know, a $600 bill. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to, right? So, so it's like, it's, it, it, it really is like allowing that, okay, I might be constricting right now. Great. I'm, this is it. This is a fearful space. I know that it's going to expand again. This is, this is, I'm constricting now. So I have the ability to, to, to call in even, even more abundance afterwards. But again, if you try to avoid that feeling of like, ah, that's what you're, that's what creates that sort of chronic lack of anything. Hmm. This reminded me of the Monterey Bay Aquarium. I don't know if you've ever been to it, but <laughs> I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever been there. No. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, I think it's one of, I think like technically one of the U.S.'s best aquariums or one of the world's best aquariums, but they have this certain big ginormous fish tank with so many different, it's kind of like a mini kelp forest. And within that, it has this motion to it that mimics the waves. And it is that part of, you see it just move like the breathing of even just the ocean out of all things like it's not yes. oxygen but it's breathing <laughs> anything it's all cyclical it's all cyclical seasons the ocean like if you look at the way the world works it's always in cycles it's always in waves energy is in you know 
coming in waves. So I love that they have that sort of, it's, it's right, it mimics the ocean. That's, it's always gonna come in waves like this, right? So our job is to learn how to surf the waves, right? So what advice do you have for people who need some help learning how to surf these said waves? Uh, well, my first thought is first focus, focus on what's going right. Spend some time. I wake up every morning and I make a gratitude list. Every single morning I make a gratitude list. And, and most nights I will go to bed and talk and think in my head what went right today, right? Um, focus, focus on what's going right. If you, if you, if you have, you know, if you're constantly saying life is all about suffering, well, then life is all about suffering. But if you can, if you can change that focus and just be like, okay, what's going right right now? And, and there have been times, you know, a couple of years ago, I learned this the hard way because my niece hit the floor. Like I was, I was, I was pretty, I was destitute. I was, I didn't have a home. I was like, right. I was, I was really lost. And and there were times that the thing I could get to what's going right is I didn't, I didn't get bit by a dog today. Now I don't even have a dog, but like, that was like, that's what I could meet myself at. So that's what I chose. Um, but really, truly, there's always something to celebrate. There's always something going right. And the more you focus on what, what that is, the easier it's going to be for you to start to start cultivating joy and the flexing a muscle. It's a muscle, just like anything else. You go to the gym, you have to work and there's like growing pain. Sometimes you burn, you're like, you're like, I can't even walk because my, because I did legs today. Right. And it's the same thing. It's the same concept, like flex the muscle, there's growing pains, but ultimately it's really about choosing. It's a choice. So what's going right? Gratitude, gratitude. You know, some of the happiest people on the world, on the planet are grateful people, right? And, and, and if you can change, just like I said, if you can just change from life is happening for you and not to you in that moment, you can be like, okay, so what is it that I'm supposed to learn? Those three things will change, will literally change your life. Okay, yeah, because you brought up the point of suffering, because I do have people in my life who believe that life is suffering, and then in the end, there will always be suffering. So then they just, I think, yeah, that life is always a source of suffering, and that if you have happiness, you have motivation, that none of it is going to be sustainable, and you'll always come back to some point of suffering. So what's your perspective on that? my perspective is like I said it's either an opportunity for joy great ride it or an opportunity for growth and and opportunities for growth yeah they're 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 tough life is you know life is why I mean we live on on the planet earth which is the school of hard knocks in this in like like in this in the spiritual realm I had a I had a healer once tell me that my guides told me they weren't sending me to this this shithole planet by myself. <laughs> I was like, I mean, if Earth is a hard place to be, right? But it's also a, an amazing, beautiful, wonderful, incredible place to be. It really is. It's really about your perspective, and 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 life will always be happening. Like, well, life will always be happening. You, you get your life will hand you lemons and you just decide are you going to make lemonade with it or you know a lemon drop martini maybe or or <laughs> or, or are you going to make sour sour something sour it's it, the, the amount of effort is actually it's actually easier to make lemonade than it is to to like stay in that sort of stuck place but the, the feel your feelings feel it feel it because life life is sometimes 
there is pain, there is sadness, right? Life happens. But it's, you know, on right now on my desk, I have this quote, I just looked at it. It's life is not, not about waiting for the storms to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And that's, and that's the key right there, right? Like it's really a choice that we make, but it's a really crucial one that we make. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from this TV show. I have mentioned it a few times on you already because it's just so good. Um, but it's Avatar The Last Airbender, if you've seen it. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. But one quote in there that that reminded me of was from the character Uncle Iroh, who said that life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Totally true. With that, what do you think is happiness? Ah, for me personally, um, happiness is contentment and peace. Um, it's be, it's really being home in my, in my body, in my heart, having my heart open. I mean, there's a, there's a million things that create happiness you know uh when my daughter laughs out loud it's like it like endorphins fill my body or 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 snuggling or an amazing hug with a dear friend or sometimes like uh, incredible conversations or uh, the 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 smell of the the earth the earth after a storm there's a trillion things a day that will make me happy but what i what i really think is it's that internal peace. It's the internal calm, like this unshakable sense of like, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to be okay. That's real happiness. Cause that's a cool feeling. I think we need, I, th- I really think I actually, I really believe like, like I know, like I know my name that if everybody alive could get to that one place of like, that just like that, that, that comfort, that sense of self that we wouldn't actually have wars or d- d- dystopian society and lack or famine because I feel like if everybody or most people could get there we would understand that that we've never lacked we've there's always been enough and and it would just like sort of foster that like sense of we're all humans there's a collectiveness around us right we would all get there and we'd just be like oh yeah there's no need for that because there's no need for that does that make sense yes (laughs) yeah that's why I do what I do so that brings up something because I work, I work sometimes with uh, like teen mentor clients. And one thing that's really common with them is that they get bullied. So it's even that these kids from a pretty young age get bullied by other kids. So do you think if say their parents were more from that belief of there's opportunity and there's true happiness in life, do you think that there'd be less bullying within schools? I, I do. I, I do. I think, um, <clears throat> I watched, I mean, my daughter, my daughter got picked on a little bit. We just actually changed schools. We moved. Um, but when she was, when she was younger, she got picked on quite a bit by, by some of the older kids in her school when we, where we were. And now we're in a different school and she's not getting picked on the same way. Um, and I don't know if it is it because we were in sort of a less affluent area then and we're in a little bit more, I, I don't know. I, I think the difference is Lily doesn't, doesn't let it land as much anymore because she feels loved and supported she knows there's enough she knows that there's no there's no but I, but I think when people are it's like when people are trying to steal your people are people bully because they're trying to steal your power they, they're trying to, to like make you feel bad so they feel better about themselves and and that's I mean like adults do this all the time we you know <laughs> they, they, like that's politics whatever 
so 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 when you're coming from a place of lack anyway the only way to get power is to steal it from someone else Mm. so if you feel like you have enough power whatever you don't have to steal it from someone else because it's not pie it's not like we have to shit like if i have some you don't right this is the, the universe is infinite infinite there's enough for everybody we just have to we just have to we just have to accept that that's true and then there's enough for everybody so yeah i think bullying specifically is kids don't get taught how to how to be empowered because adults don't know because you know most of us don't do this work as a, as a regular right i would love to teach this kind of stuff in schools mm-hmm. i would love to teach this kind of stuff in schools because I think it's, it, it would, they're, 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 that, those kids are the ones that are going to like fix things and heal things for us. We just have to hold space enough for them to, to get there. So the part with yeah. empowerment, because this podcast also too focuses, I know there's lots of people have their own businesses who have this. And I know there's often a tendency when people post about like their financial wins or how they're getting so many clients and their whole business success is that a lot of people, even though the post is meant in some way to be empowerment, that it kind of comes off in a way that makes us feel less or unsatisfied with ourselves. So do you have any tips or ideas or thoughts around how business owners within the online space can go about seeing those posts in a different light or what to do or deal with it? I mean, honestly, if you're, I would say if you're triggered by anything, that's a, that's a, that's the universe just saying like, Hey, please, Ali, do this work. Right. Like, it's like, it's like whenever you feel anything it's a it's a it's a that's an opportunity for growth that's the chance for you to be like okay so what is it that i'm feeling here i feel jealousy or anger or resentment or like disempowered great where who where in there where do i feel it where do i feel it in my body and who in there feels it right a lot of times i work with my clients and i'm like what are you feeling right now and they're like i just feel angry and i'm like great which part of you is angry which 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 like what part of your internal child is is that is feeling and maybe it's when you were 25 maybe it's when you were six but like we're gonna dive in okay great so let's take your little six-year-old and your six-year-old is like well i got mad because my dad yelled at me and blah 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 awesome so let's give the six-year-old the love that you needed and craved and desperately wanted from your dad and he just couldn't give it to you and and when you can clear it out at that level now someone posting you're like oh my god that's awesome i can get there too because you're not you're not coming from the the lack right so so much of what i do is around clearing out shadow and and you know inner child work although i don't it's not the same as what other people think of it as but it's like really about like who in me is feeling this feeling and how do i help that person so that the me the the current me isn't feeling quite so abused. I think we that, work very similarly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet we do because we had to, like I said, we share a lot in common. So it sounds like a very similar process. Is like, yeah, this is. I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And that's the piece. That's the work. Like we're all doing this work. And it's like, you know, we're, it's like you find your tribe and then you find people who are sort of sympathetic with you. And, and now we have like an, now we have like an army of people that are, that are doing all this work. And we're like, I really know this is what's going to bring the light back. Right. This is the work. So I always get so excited to like meet other light workers who are doing this. And I'm like, yeah, go sister. Yeah. Right. Like, so. Perfect. So what's one of your things to help people start getting within their own confidence to truly start embracing their own power, realizing how amazing they actually are? It's, it really starts with feeling your feelings, feel them, feel your feelings and feel it with compassion. Like I just said, feel it with the, like the, the empathy of like, who feels this, who inside of me feels it? Like be compassionate with yourself, meet yourself where you're at. We are our own more worst bully. There's nothing anybody has ever said to us that we didn't say to ourselves 60 times, right? So if you if we can start just real and this is what I mean when I when I teach my clients to fall in love with themselves I teach them to embrace all of them the parts that they don't like the parts that they judge the part that they shunted away and said no right so 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 it's about compassion it's about feel your feelings feel them this is a skill that women have innately we have this in our bones and this is what we talk about the rise of the divine feminine. It's this energy. It's this ability to feel and emote and have empathy and compassion and surrender. This is, these are, that's the, that's the divine feminine energy that's on the rise right now. Okay. This brings up another, this brings up another interesting kind of application to life. And I've kind of, I brought up a different, they're quite different ones, but this one relates to medicine and like the medical industry, because my mom has been going through certain health issues and is she's been reading books about how females get treated a bit differently within the, within the health system and how that since women are more inclined to lean forward with emotions about how they're feeling towards their symptoms or what's going on, that we are treated within the medical symptom more likely as mental health patients versus uh, versus an actual physical. <laughs> so, do you think there are certain systems within how the world works that is not necessarily respectful, but acknowledges that feelings are powerful too? That there's certain things against that feminine ability. I think that's true globally and has been for millennia. Like I like 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 we're looking at things are sort of sort of the downfall of the patriarchy, which is necessary because because we have there's there's no right now because people have sort of ignored the feminine and every single person you don't have to be male or female it doesn't matter gender it doesn't matter anything like every person alive has both the ability for the divine feminine and the divine masculine it's it's the yin and yang um and every person has that ability and but what has happened is for millennia men and women and anybody gender in the middle have eschewed it none of us have have embraced the feminine women don't men don't it, it, right I, I actually believe there's such a rise now in in people who are sort of gender fluid gender neutral because people are actually really embracing both the masculine and feminine energies but so things like the, the medical world things like like the, the political world, things that even like there's so much in the patriarchy that's like sort of this toxic 
masculinity. And again, this is not a, this is not a male female thing. This is like, like women do this as just as bad, just as worse. Right. So, 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 so yes, if we are leading with emotion, then, and that gets poo pooed as like, you know, hysteria back in the day, it was called hysteria, right? It, It is easy to be dismissed, which is why we have to be our own advocate, but also it's changing, but it's, it's a very slow process. That's why it's so important that we are able to say, this is how I feel about this. And this is why that's important, right? Like we have to be able to really, really, really claim our own power in a very real way. And, and again, that's, it's in service of the greater, the greater collective. That makes, that makes good sense too, because I do, I do see that, that there's this kind of rise within more of the slower part of femininity. I think that relates back to what you said about constantly needing to be busy, which tends to be more of that uh, kind of like negative side of the masculine, like more of the hurt masculine where we have to do everything in order to feel like we get everything. So I think there is just that, I think we've gotten, you think that we've gotten so fast paced that now it's even more of that drastic kind of just going back to more of the feminine slowness. I think that's what last year was about. I really do. Like, I think, I'm, I mean, I can tell you for certain, I mean, I had COVID. So I, so I could, I, I met I did some crazy like meditations with the virus and stuff. It was actually, I don't recommend getting sick. I don't ride truly. <laughs> um, but it was a cool experience to, it was a cool experience to sort of, I was like, well, okay, let's put everything I have. It's all I've ever learned. Um, and this virus is, was, is here. It's, it's, it's absolutely here to teach us how to surrender. It is here to teach us how to, you're right, stop and slow down and come back. Um, and some people could do that and some people could not. Um, and, and, but if you can surrender now, now you have, there's an opportunity. Now you can learn, but if you can't surrender, you're right. The, the, the fallback was even harder for people who couldn't just like surrender because there was that, it was such a stark contrast. And I do think that you're right. Things were fast paced. And, and like, and then it came to a screeching halt and, and people were like, well, I don't, what that's you used there was, it was a rise in, in all kinds of, uh, you know, mental health issues. There's a rise in, you know, fear and anxiety. We saw, we saw some of the most profound shifts, like, like, like the movements, the political movement, the, 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 the you know, a Black Lives Matter where people are like, yeah, no, this no longer works. This doesn't, this is a system that hasn't ever worked for some people and that's not okay, right? So it's like, it's like we did see huge changes happen because people stopped being so, and I'm not saying we're done, we're nowhere even close <laughs> to like, right? no, but like it's, 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 an, it's a power, it's, it's an energy now because we had, we, we were forced to stop, yeah. Do you think that is a general purpose of sickness overall is that it's a sign to stop or slow down? Almost always the, the, the physical illness is a wake up call that it was an energetic pattern first, energetic and then mental and then emotional and then physical. Um, so almost always it's a wake up call. It's some kind of like you need to, hey, redo what you're doing because this isn't working. <clears throat> and that's true. I think like, I mean, you could even take, I mean, cancer, anything, anything. It's, it's a wake up call. It's a wake up call for you to reevaluate. 
and 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 disease will either take you home to god universe whatever or wake you up that's it right um and you don't get it to say you don't actually have a say or a choice in the matter you just get to choose okay well i'm gonna live my best life right now what does that mean yeah so with you said that you what part of your philosophy about happiness is to go ahead and kind of take life as it comes and see things happen for you so do you believe that people can use manifestation or that it's a thing to also bring happiness by trying to actively attract what you want in the future? Well, yes, I think focus on what, focus on what, like I said, focus on what you want, focus on what is, is going right. And, and that brings more of that to you. If you're afraid of what might happen, that's what you bring. That's what you bring in, right? So, so if you, I absolutely. I mean, I make I make vision boards. I do. I just sort of this like creative meditation where I, well, I'll get into a feeling of like this is the feeling I want, and I can sort of envision what I'm doing and where I am at and all this stuff. But I don't necessarily. I try really hard not to attach to that outcome, right? I want that feeling. I want that feeling of safety and abundance and freedom and right. I want that feeling of expansiveness. I want the feeling of love. I want that feeling of being loved and, and, and loving. So, so what, so I cultivate that in myself. If I want, if I, if I wanted a partner, which I don't really, I, I cultivate that feeling of being in love with myself first. And that's what brings whatever I want to me. Yes. You can, you can sort of create vision boards, creation. I love all that stuff. Um, you know, Mike Dooley is a, is a real, is a kind of a, abundance law of attraction guru he's so awesome and he'll be like dream dream big get all big get all amazing and then don't and then just let it go and don't get focused on the details because you don't you don't get to know the how of it you just get to ask the universe what you want and the universe can't say no it will always say yes to you but it only understands zero or a hundred right so manifest from a hundred all the time (laughs) Do you think it's difficult for people to achieve that state of being 100% believing that a good thing is going to happen or that you don't, yeah. So do you think that you need to be 100% believing that something good is going to happen to you or can you still be a bit less believing in it, but enough that you still have some hope? Um, yes, and I think having spent a lot of time spending so much time trying to keep the wolves away from the door i can tell you that it's really hard to have the bandwidth to trust and to surrender and to engage at that level when you're when you're so focused on on robbing peter to pay paul or like 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 really when it's it's really hard to have the bandwidth for that and i think having having lived through it a couple of times sometimes the only thing you you have left is to surrender and that's the hardest scariest thing to do and sometimes life just keeps pressing on you and pressing on you and pressing on you until until your knees have to hit the floor and it's in those moments that you either decide okay i'm going to choose differently or you get stuck right which is why <clears throat> the work I do, I really, I really feel so strongly that I want it always to be, 
I always wanted to be accessible, like, like financially accessible. Like I never wanted to be cost prohibitive because I remember what it was like to be lost like that and wishing I had someone who could sort of guide me through it. Um, but I think that I really, the only way through, through is the only way through is to go through it. Um, but it, it's hard. It's, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, it's it's this is like I said this is 20 years in the making and 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 five years of like like intensively diving into this it was not always it was not always easy and like in those moments that's when you need that's when you need tribe that's when you need coaches and teachers and mentors who can sort of like help you shine your light when you forget what your light looks like yeah because one of my other favorite quotes because I don't you know, I don't necessarily see external validation as a super huge evil, but I think sometimes it's necessary to kind of reflect back to us what's actually good about us. So we can kind of yeah. we'll see that within ourselves. It kind of confirms it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you need someone who can just be like, hey, I see you and you're amazing. Right. The more you hear that, the more you believe it. But you're right. I mean, I, we need a try. We need we're, we're tribal. We need tribe. We need tribe. You know, I, I, I used to, when I was a long time ago, I used to work in psych with little, with kids mm. and right. And I used to teach, I used to teach this, this group called lessons from geese. It was really all about like how geese are so like geese are so freaking fierce and <clears throat> they fly in formation because they're, they're better as a flock. They fly better, greater, longer, faster. And they honk encouragement to each other, right? That's what they do when they're honking. They're like, Hey, you got this go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so, so if you don't have tribe who honk for you, it's, it's really hard to have that internal, internal fire and believe it all the time. I mean, we need tribe, we need tribe and you can't do this work alone. You cannot do this work in a vacuum. So, so, so we need people who can honk our honk. We really do. And that's how it's not, it's, you're right. External validation will never be a never be enough. It's never going to get you there on your own, but it will help it remind you of the, like, Hey, I know a shortcut kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> I like the goose. That's a good one to think about. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You need people who honk your honk for sure. Definitely. Well, okay. So is there anything else you'd like to say or anything else you'd like to mention? Ah, uh, no, I mean, no, I mean, I've talked at you for a lot of time. So um, I, I have a couple, I, I have, um, I'm currently launching um, a course that I, that's going to start July 1st. It's a, it's a shadow course. It's going to be like a real deep dive into this work. Um, it's going to be like a six week course. And I'm super, super excited about that. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm probably going to be like a podcast or whatever, but like what I would say is if this, if anything that I said resonates, then, 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 then this is your calling. This is your wake up call. This is the universe saying, Hey, it's time. Right. Um, so, so follow that, follow that call, follow that voice and, and, and find someone who you can work with, who can call this out in you, because we need you. We need all of the light workers on the planet right now. We really do. And we chose to be here in this time, in this moment, so expressly so that we could help humanity grow and upgrade. And so it's, this is, this is the time, right? You're being called, you're being called to serve right now. Perfect. So I will, if you guys are interested in any of her services or check out her program, I will have the links below that you can click on at the bottom in the description. So you guys can go ahead and do that there. Thank you for being a guest and love having Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been really fun. Sweet. All right. And yeah, 
Have a good rest of your day, guys, and hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.